0: Welcome to Rover Says, the podcast where we share stories about the weird and wonderful things animals say when they open up to pet psychics. I'm your host, Nancy Aziz.
1: She got that name because of her belly. Uh, When she started getting pregnant, I started calling her his belly because she had this adorable belly.
0: That's Meredith McGecky talking about why she named a friendly feral cat, Isabelle. Isabelle just showed up one day outside Meredith's Southern California apartment and kept coming back.
1: Yeah, she started showing up daily uh, because I would feed her (laughs) twice a day. We had a regular cadence of uh, when I would get up and before work, feed my cats and then put a plate of food out for her. And then in the evening, the same thing. And uh, so she would pop in at least twice a day, if not um, sometimes just kind of hang out for for pets or she just liked the attention. So she was a friendly feral. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She was a friendly cat, but just not she just didn't have a home. Yeah. Had she ever had one? I don't think she had ever had one. No, or she may have had uh, someone had her when she was a kitten. And then when they moved, they didn't take her with them.
0: Meredith wanted to know more about Isabelle, so she called on animal communicator Susan Vaughn, who you might remember from the Rats episode. Vaughn communicates with animals telepathically, sending them messages and sharing the messages they send back to her. Meredith had worked with Vaughn before when her cat named Richmond had gotten lost.
1: He didn't come home uh, and I was just losing sleep. I was out um, strolling the streets, looking for him, calling for him, reading things on the internet of what to do, what not to do. And, um, just kind of agonizing over where he could be if he was okay. And, uh, I really wanted to bring him home. So I think I was just sort of Googling what people do and, uh, um, something popped up about an animal communicator. And I thought, oh, well, this doesn't. This sounds too good to be true. I can't imagine that that would work. But I had exhausted all my options and was really just so desperate that I thought I've got nothing to lose. So let me give it a try.
0: So Meredith did give it a try. And while she didn't get Richmond back, Vaughn did help Meredith understand what had happened to him.
1: Come to find out what had happened along his journey, Uh, Cats are very territorial and um, they almost have an agreement like a timeshare. You know, you're able to use this space during this time. And uh, what had happened, my cat had uh, crossed an area that um, he wasn't supposed to. And in order for him to cross the path to be able to get back, uh, there was another cat that was much larger and wanted to fight and basically said, if you come back this way, that'll be the end of you.
0: Meredith talked to people living in the area and showed them pictures of Richmond. They confirmed they'd seen him and they'd also seen the other cat.
1: And, and this was without really uh, was explaining that I had gone through an animal communicator, but they said there was a giant cat that fought with other cats and, and was very aggressive. And uh, I think that they, so they had seen that cat um, getting an altercation with, with my cat. So it kind of all added up up and and made sense that that was what happened.
0: Meredith says the experience made her believe in animal communication, giving her insights she wouldn't have otherwise had.
2: Here's pet psychic Susan Vaughn. If you come to a place where you really love your animal and you're totally puzzled about what's going on with them, sometimes we can give you some insights on what their perspective is that You hadn't considered to understand their perspective is what's missing for a lot of people.
1: It's it's such an interesting story because I didn't get the outcome. Things didn't go the way that I kind of thought that they would go, but it really opened the door for me to um, start looking into animal communication. And uh, you know, here I am, six years later, and a huge advocate for encouraging people, anyone who loves pets, um, to really explore this avenue as a tool to enhance their relationship with their animals.
0: To fill the void left by Richmond's loss, Meredith started fostering cats and kittens. And then Isabelle came along.
1: Because when she showed up on my my doorstep, I thought, what a beautiful Siamese-looking cat. She's got to belong to someone. And uh, when she showed up on my doorstep pregnant, I thought, "Uh uh-oh, I've really, even if she doesn't have a home, I've got to get her spayed and... um, I could catch her, but bringing her inside, she just made it very clear she wanted nothing to do with the indoors. So I could pick her up outside, but if I tried to carry her in, she would just start flipping out and trying to get out of my arms. So set up a session with Susan and got just a little backstory on her. Did she have a home? And she didn't. She just relied on people to feed her. She told Susan she was very pretty and she knew that and that she could find humans that were willing to help. And uh, then when she was pregnant, I said uh, I asked Susan to kind of show her the process of being spayed, that it would involve coming indoors, fasting before surgery, then she would have the major surgery, wake up and she would have to recoup indoors. And she said, oh no, absolutely not. I could not imagine being inside for that many days. I don't agree to this.
0: After the kittens were born, Meredith had another talk with Susan Vaughn, and before I tell you the crazy thing that happened in that session, you should know Vaughn has 20-plus years as an animal communicator. She's worked with all types of animals, from dogs, cats and horses, to geckos, roosters and rodents, and they've told her all manner of interesting things. Still, she's never experienced anything like what Isabelle was about to say and do.
2: I like to do things that are astounding. <laughs> yeah. One of those things for me was like to ask a feral cat if it's willing to be spayed or neutered and then have it present itself. This is this is one of the wilder things that that happens, but it's happened several times. I'm amazed every time, you know, what can I do? I I'm just like, "Wow, this is just the way nature is wanting to cooperate with us. We want to live in harmony. And when we express that that's our intention too, stuff lines up in a miraculous way. She said,
1: I'm ready for that surgery now. <laughs> going can sign me up? I don't ever want to go through this again. This was much more difficult. Uh, just having... Um, to worry about the kittens. The birthing process was a lot harder than she thought. Uh, Cats are, uh, their reproductive cycle is very unique that they can have kittens, but males will still try to mate with them. And she said, I don't want to live my life this way. I don't want my kittens to live this way. So when they're old enough, sign us all up. We're going to go in for this surgery.
0: Within a few weeks, it was time.
1: We had a session with Susan and um, said, okay, Isabelle, are you you ready? And uh, she said, yeah, you know, we'll um, I'm going to do everything I can. I'll present the kittens and book the appointment. We're ready to go like tomorrow. So calling shelters, uh, the, fir- it just so happened the first shelter that I called, they said, we just happen to have, um, as had two kittens. So we had three appointments and they said, we just had three cancellations. We can squeeze you in tomorrow morning. And, uh, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's so great. And just kind of talking to to Susan, I just told Isabelle, you know, she was hanging around, around my house because I think she knew that I was working on getting them the appointments. And I said, OK, you know, Isabelle, we've got you tomorrow morning.
0: Meredith had no idea how she'd catch the kittens, but it turns out she didn't have to.
1: And I went into my house, um, started cooking dinner, and I heard her meowing. And I walk out and there's one of her kittens just, she had to go, we lived on at the time in her apartment on the second floor. So she had to bring her cat up uh, a pretty big flight of stairs. And then uh, we shared a balcony with another neighbor. So pretty high traffic area. And she just picked up her kittens and left them on the doorstep and meowed. I opened the door and scooped one up at a time. And um, they all were very agreeable.
0: So she brought the kittens to you when she was ready for them to go. Was that the first time that you had actually laid eyes on the kittens?
1: Uh, That was actually pretty close to it. All happened probably within five or seven days from the very first time that I saw them to uh, when she actually brought them on my doorstep. Prior to her bringing them to my doorstep, they were very skittish and I was really not able to get close to them so uh that was kind of my whole my gosh how in the world am I going to I knew I could catch her but I had no idea how I was going to catch the kittens and uh, she just sort of took care of that
0: for me I would imagine you'd be stunned when this cat just drops these kittens on your doorstep
1: (laughs) I was so shocked and uh I, I my boyfriend John was out of town on business and um I was so disappointed because I thought there's nobody here to witness this. This is the most amazing, amazing thing. And I knew I had to act fast. Uh, but I wanted to, of course, grab my phone and video the whole experience because I thought nobody's ever going to believe it.
0: Meredith recalls Vaughn helped Isabelle understand the details of what was about to happen.
1: So Susan's able to sort of show her telepathically what to expect the car ride. Um, You're gonna probably have some medications that'll make you go to sleep when you wake up. You're not gonna feel great. You'll be kind of nauseous. And uh, then there'll be quite a bit of recovery time.
0: Isabelle and the kittens had surgery and received their vaccinations. They recovered at home with Meredith.
1: And and they really did beautifully. Uh, In fact, I was surprised she kind of adapted (laughs) to staying indoors pretty well. But um, if she made it clear she wanted to go out, then uh, we would always let her out. And uh, I knew she would come back with it with the kittens. But that's kind of part of the deal is that I'll hold up my end of the bargain because Isabelle was um, kind of felt trapped indoors. And so one of her stipulations is, okay, I need to be guaranteed that if I go through this, that I will be released back outside. And so Susan had said, hey, I promised Isabelle um, that she will be free. So you have to hold up that end of the bargain. So, you know, I uh, um, absolutely did.
0: Even after they healed, Isabelle and her kitten stayed with Meredith And when Meredith was moving from an apartment to a house, she had Vaughn explain the move and the increased danger of coyotes. Meredith says she had to remind herself what Vaughn had told her when they first started working together to find her lost cat, Richmond.
1: A lot of times they want to go outdoors. And as a pet parent, I thought, okay, I can never again allow any animals outside and I have to keep them in. but with an animal communicator, I've kind of learned that, uh, that's like a jail sentence. If I am telling them how to live their life, the best thing I can do for them is, uh, let them have free will to have a happy life. Cause there are some cats that have to be outside. They've got to go outdoors. And if you don't allow them, they'll just be unhappy and very resentful. And if they want to get out, they'll find a way. So, uh, this way, with working with an animal communicator, I'm able to explain all of the dangers that are on the outside, and ask them when they when I call their name to show themselves or come home. And that's just made all the difference in our relationship because we have an understanding of at nighttime they know there's a curfew, and when they're called, they've got to come in in order to keep that uh, right to be able to have access to the outdoors. And, uh, we've gone over things like coyotes and how to react and, um, how they can protect themselves and how they can avoid those situations in cars and being poisoned or anything under the sun. Uh, that's really, uh, the education that I've given them. And in return, they've just showed me so much appreciation. We have such a, uh, happy kind of coexistence and relationship. And I feel that I I know it gives me the confidence that I'm allowing them to live their best life.
0: And for Isabelle, that best life meant being free. After
1: we had been here for about two months, um, at one point she kind of went out and she was on the fence and I called her, I said, okay, you know, it's every time for everybody to come in and all the cats were in except for Isabelle. And she just like kind of stopped and turned and looked at me and then just took off, and I thought that was her like thanking me for everything, but she's got other things to do. I kind of knew it in my heart. Um, so we didn't see her again, and we had a session with Susan, and uh, Susan checked in with her, and um she's living like her best life out in the mountains. She has uh she does a lot of hunting and she uh, finds her own food, but she does have people that will feed her. so she's, Got it all sorted out and she's just kind of living out in the outdoors, uh, living life the way she wants to.
2: Oh, that's
0: kind of beautiful and uh, sad all at once, because I'm sure you'd like to see I her.
1: And <laughs> is what I tell you, that um, lesson of letting go. <laughs> I have several examples. Apparently, that's been a, a tough nut to crack for me, because uh, for some reason, I keep getting that lesson over and over of, you know, you can only do so much. And then there's times where you do your best, and then you have to say, okay, the rest is up to you. You get to Choose where you get to, uh, where you want to live and how you want to live. And um, I have to be accepting if that's not what I would want. Would you be surprised one day if Isabella came back to say hello? Uh, I would love it. Um, I would be very surprised, but uh, you just, I guess you just never know. I think um, cats in particular are just very resourceful um very good at finding their way home and uh yeah if that's meant to be that would be a wonderful surprise
0: thanks so much for listening to rover says if you like the show please rate it follow and share it helps new listeners find the show and we'd like to hear from you tell us what your pet is telling you or what they've told pet psychics You can email us on our website at roversays.com. I'm your host, Nancy Aziz. We drop new episodes every other Wednesday.